Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast. It is Wednesday, August the, gosh, what is today? August the 18th. And uh, wherever you are, uh, whenever you are listening to this, I wish you God's grace, God's goodness, God's presence uh, on this beautiful day, uh, on this gift of a day. So today we are going to read a very famous parable. Um, it is uh, it is straight out of Matthew, so it'll it'll follow up on yesterday's uh, reading. We ended chapter 19 yesterday, so we're going to begin chapter 20 today. For those who want to follow along, it's a little longer. Matthew chapter 20, verses 1 through 16. So let's dive in and see what Matthew has for us today through this parable of Jesus. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus told his disciples this parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out at dawn to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with them for the usual daily wage, he sent them into his vineyard. Going out about nine o'clock, He saw others standing idle in the marketplace, and he said to them, You too go into my vineyard, and I will give you what is just. So they went off. And he went out again around noon and around three o'clock and did likewise. Going out about five o'clock, he found others standing around and said to them, Why do you stand here idle all day? They answered, because no one has hired us. He said to them, You too go into my vineyard. When it was evening, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, Summon the laborers and give them their pay, beginning with the last and ending with the first. When those who had started about five o'clock came, each received the usual daily wage. So when the first came, They thought that they would receive more, but each of them also got the usual wage. And on receiving it, they grumbled against the landowner, saying, These last ones worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us, who bore the day's burden and heat. He said to one of them in reply, My friend, I am not cheating you. Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what is yours and go. What if I wish to give this last one the same as you? Or am I not free to do as I wish with my own money? Are you envious because I am generous? Thus, the last will be first, and the first will be last. My friends, the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Now, again, I I mentioned at the beginning, this is a pretty famous parable, and I think most of us listening to this are are probably familiar with it. And I suspect in hearing it that there are some, maybe many, who can be a bit ruffled at uh, at the reading and and at at what what we're invited into in this parable. So what exactly is it that we are invited into in this parable? Well, let's set the stage. So what what is happening? 
So a, a landowner goes out and hires workers. In the, in the culture of the day, the poor, and, and listen, that's what we're talking about. The landowner is certainly not poor, but he's hiring workers who are. And if you didn't work that day, you didn't eat the next day. So their very sustenance depended on this landowner and, and depended on the work. And so uh, they were there, these uh, workers were there at six in the morning. And that's when the landowner went out and hired the first set of workers. And they went out and uh, agreed upon this daily wage that they would receive. But then, of course, as you heard in the gospel, the landowner goes out also at nine, goes out also at noon, goes out also at three, and even goes out at five. So those last ones only work an hour. And certainly, brothers and sisters, and I think we need to put this on the table, what we're hearing about today is not fair. If you uh, or I uh, come from a place where there needs to be fairness, my goodness, I have a set of twins. Um, and, uh, and if I hear that once a day, it, you know, I wish I had a dollar for every time I heard it. You know, that's not fair. You haven't done, you know, for this one what, what you're asking of me. Fair is very big in their world. If, if you're coming from a strong sense of fairness, the hackles on the back of your neck might rise at this because it is not fair. But, but here's what we need to know. Had the landowner, and, and I think this is true. Now, you, yeah, maybe I'm wrong on this, but, but I think it is true. Had the landowner started not with the end and paid, but with the beginning and paid, if he starts with those that he hired at 6 in the morning and comes through and gives them their daily wage and they go home, I think they would have gone home in good spirits and filled with, with gratitude and joy because they received exactly what was promised them, that usual daily wage that they agreed upon. Now, I suspect in their heads, they'd be thinking, ah, those who went out at 9, those who went out at noon, those who went out at 3, certainly those who went out at 5, they're not going to receive the same thing. So their frustration, brothers and sisters, does not rise from what, what they got. Because I think, again, you, re, you, you go in the opposite direction. You reverse what's happening here. And they get paid first. I think their hearts are satisfied. But what bothers them is the generosity of the landowner. What bothers them is the fact that the landowner gave to those who went out of five or those who went out of three, the same pay. You know, this harkens. Now, it, it has the themes of that great parable Jesus tells in Luke, right? The prodigal son that we call it, Luke chapter 15. Because, now, that, that parable is only told in Luke, isn't told in Matthew, but it has some of the same ideas. This one isn't told in, in Luke. Um, because, of course, you know, I won't retell the whole thing. You know it. But a man had two sons, gives the, the lesser, sorry, the younger son, uh, his share, who goes out and squanders it, 
comes back, kills the fatted calf for him, and throws a party. And the older son, who stays with him the whole time, uh, the dad comes out and invites him into the party, but he doesn't want to go because he's like, this son who spent his life in dissolute living and all your money, you you kill the fatted calf for him? You wouldn't even do that for me. you know. And, and here I've been sitting here working for you, basically, the heat of the day. I've been staying. I've been with you the whole time. And, uh, and what do I get? And, and again, the, the, we're affronted, if I can use that word, with the generosity of God. Brothers and sisters, I think there are a few points that this gospel makes. And one of those is the magnanimity, the absolute abundance and generosity of our God. And will that bother us when we are invited into the kingdom? Of who else is there? Are we people who not just our sense of fairness is assaulted and insulted, but that sense of, I deserve this. I worked for this. I, uh, I've put in my time. And does that not, in a sense, wipe out the idea of grace? God's grace is, is given to those who deserve it and to those who do not, right? Isn't that by virtue of its name? Isn't that what grace is? That, that grace is given, it is unmerited favor. It is unmerited gift. And that God bestows it upon whomever God desires to bestow it on. And it is all gift. And our very presence and the very fact that it is given to us is not something that I earned. Even if I spent a day out in the field from six to six, or even if I stuck with the, the prodigal, uh, the son's father, the whole time in the field, I still do not earn that gift. God's kingdom is entirely God's gift to you and I. It is not something you and I um, can lay claim to. And that's what Jesus is inviting us to with this parable. It's one sense of what he's giving is, my friends, God's abundant grace is given to whomever God wishes. Remember, we talked about it in, in the Sermon on the Mount, right? That, that God, the sun shines on the good and the bad, and the rain falls on the just and the unjust alike. Do we get angry at that for God? That this farmer's field grows well because he deserves it and he works for it and he's good and disciplined. And this farmer over there, well, he just comes and goes as he wants. But yet the crops grow over there too. Do we get angry at the abundance of God or do we not rejoice? Do we not rejoice at the lavishness of our God? That's one thing our God invites us into with this. But the second thing I think we have to know, and I'll say a couple of points here and I'll get out. I, I know I've already talked for, you know, 13-ish minutes, whatever that is. Is, is working in the vineyard hard? 
Is it something for which I need a reward and that's why I work for that daily wage? Let me set up the scene. You know, he sets up, and, and all parables fall short of, of where they point, but they, they invite us to chew on it. And, and he sets it up as, okay, you go out and work in the field, and you're going to work from six to six. That's hard labor. There's no doubt about that. And, uh, and they are working, and they are sweating, and they're bearing the heat of the day. Uh, let's, let's make no mistake. But brothers and sisters, is that a full and apt comparison to us meeting the landowner, falling in love with the landowner, and, and desiring to work on the landowner owner's behalf. Because that's really what we do when we work on behalf of the kingdom. And yes, there is hardship in there. Don't make no mistake about that too. Uh, goodness sakes, there's martyrdom. There is, is loss of, we have to set aside. Isn't that what we talked about just a day or two ago with the gospel? We've given up everything to follow you, you know? Uh, what do we get out of it? Um, well, here's what you get. You get to sit on the 12 thrones and, and rule the 12 tribes of Israel. But but you've given up brother, sister, mother, household, uh, you know, riches, land. You're going to get 100 times all that because it calls us to servitude, right? It calls us to servitude. It calls us to service. Brothers and sisters, there's no doubt that working on behalf of the kingdom, there are going to be times we lose. We lose friendships. We lose, we lose um, perhaps our status. We lose uh, things that, that perhaps a dream that we had or a vision for our future where God invites us elsewhere. All those things are bearing the heat of the day. But we choose to do that on behalf of the one that we love. Because isn't that what we do for those we love? We sacrifice ourselves so they may have something. They may have more. That's what we do as parents for our children, right? That's what we do for our spouses. It's what we do for those we love. And we love the landowner. And, and, and because we choose to go out into the, into the field and work, it is our choice because of love. And not because of, well, what am I going to get out of it at the end of the day? Right? So I don't think, I, I think we have to, to look at it that way too. That it's not just, gosh, give me my pay and I want more than them. Because we do it. In a sense, don't we rejoice when more workers come out at 9 and at noon and at 3 and at 5? And here's the other thing I want to talk about is that I don't know what time it is in your life. I don't know what time it is in mine. It may well be the 5 o'clock hour. I may hang up this podcast and, and you know, have the big one, and, and I'm, I'm out, and I'm sent home, you know? We don't know at what time in our life it is. It's most definitely not 6 in the morning, you know? A whole lot of us are closer to 6 in the afternoon than we are in the morning. But brothers and sisters, we are still called. Our God doesn't just call us once, and if we miss that call, we're done. He calls us at the nine o'clock hour of our life, and at the noon hour of our life, and at the three hour of our life, and at the five hour of our life. Brothers and sisters, this is so good. I mean, the, the landowner in this is so good because our God is so good. 
and he continues to call us. And all we need to do, brothers and sisters, and maybe this is the, the, the summary and the foundation, and maybe this is all we need to talk about in this, in this parable, but all we need to do is say yes. All we need to do is say yes to the invitation to go out into the field. I don't know what time it is in your life, and you don't know what time it is in mine, but I guarantee this, that our God invites us out today, this day, to work on his behalf, to fall in love with him, and to work on his behalf with whatever we are presented with today. And all we have to do, all we have to do is say, yes, I desire, not just so I can get paid at the end, so I can get to the kingdom and I can have pie in the sky. What he's inviting us to is to say yes to this relationship, to say yes to being one with him. So in that oneness, we spread that however and wherever we are. That work that we do. You know, I was pondering that, that idea of sin this morning. And what sin is, you know, for much of my life, I, I look at God as this person who when I sin, God gets angry. And, and I have to get back in God's good graces so he likes me again. And that's a little boy's idea of sin, a little girl's idea. That's not God. Our God is love. And when we are in union with God, we are living in that flow. And it feels easy and good because we walk and we live and we move and have our being in that flow, in that union, in that relationship. Bailey is in agreement with me. He just said yes and hello. But we're in that flow. And when we are in sin, we step outside of that flow. And, we, and, and all of a sudden, those things that are easy, it's like we're out of sync. We're, we're not in syncopation with the flow anymore. And we're doing things on our own. And it, and it feels just awkward and, and out of sync and, and, and odd. And, and we can't get in the flow. And that's what sin does. It puts us in ourself, which is out of the flow of God's grace and God's goodness and God's love. And all we need to do is, is say, Lord, I want to get back in that sink. Bring me back in that sink. Because I don't want to be out of it. I don't want to be doing my own thing and, and, and kicking the goad, banging my head against a wall, you know, marching out of time. I want to be back in it. And so when we say yes, we go back in that flow. That's what working in the vineyard is. And our God invites us into it today. He invites us into it at this moment, out of love. And what we receive out of it, I mean, in a sense, at the end of our life, that's very secondary to what we receive in it now, which is that union, that relationship, that ability to walk and work shoulder to shoulder with our God in the field right now. Let's pray. And so, my friends, um, again, trusting our, our God's goodness and, God, and our God's abundance and desire to invite us out, let's just bring everything, put everything that we that's going on in our heart today at his feet. As we begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. The third sorrowful mystery, the crowning of thorns. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. 
Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, have a wonderful Wednesday. God's blessings with you. May you and I, as best we can, say yes to that invitation today, uh, to that invitation to relationship, that invitation to what that relationship invites us to that working on behalf of our God and shoulder to shoulder with our God. God's peace to you.